This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving Chesapeake Bay and All the Rivers and Streams Which Feed It, the huge 64,000 square mile, six-state watershed of the bay. And that's particularly important today because I'm sitting down with Anna Paulette, a student leader working with CBF from Pennsylvania, from Cumberland High School. And uh, uh, Anna, we're just delighted with all you do and delighted that you're taking time to talk with me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's, it's great to have you. So, Anna, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about what brought you to the conservation field, to the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and what really excites you about your volunteer work with us and with others? So um, my journey with environmentalism and the conservation field actually began when I was in eighth grade. Um, half of our year in one of our science classes was dedicated towards um, the Save the Bay project, where we actually did um, independent projects on how we can impact um, the Bay, and we hosted during Earth Day a Save the Bay Day, which we um, we had workshops, and I helped educate other middle school students about the Bay. So that's what initially got me interested in um, the Chesapeake Bay. And then later in high school, I had the pleasure of attending a CBF trip um, to Maryland, uh, which um, was with Lane. And from this there, is Lane Lane Wiggum, yes. CBF staff member extraordinaire in our mm -hmm. Pennsylvania office. Yep. So we uh, we went to the Karen Noonan Center, and that's where I was introduced to the um, Pennsylvania Student Leadership Council um, and all of its members. And from there, it just kind of took off. So it was only natural for me to continue with CBF. So you're a senior yes. at Cumberland Valley. And you uh, sound like you're um, you are you are wise beyond your years and <laughs> uh, willing to do all kinds of good works. Give us a little bit of background about you and how you know, uh, what you love to do. Your association with Future Farmers of America with the farms. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll come back to. Clean Water and Chesapeake Bay? Um, so when I was younger, I've always been like interested in animals, um, especially endangered ones. So I kind of have like a place in my heart for wildlife that's threatened or endangered in Pennsylvania um, and animals that are um, a species of special concern like the hellbender. Um, whenever We're going to talk about the hellbender in a <laughs> second. And my guess is many if not most, if not a vast majority of our listeners have no idea what the hellbender is. I might be <laughs> wrong with that, but anyway, let's let's come back to the hellbender because that's right. a great one. Yeah, when I was little, I was always very, very interested in unique animals. So um, it that's like one of the things that really drew me to the Chesapeake Bay Foundation because it is the watershed is home to such a huge amount of um, a huge biomass of unique species. Um, so I always grew up loving animals. Whenever I was four, I started riding horses, um, which at kind a, of... At age four. Yes. So I've been riding for 14 years now. Um, 
And so that's kind of what got me interested in the FFA program because horses are technically an agricultural commodity. FFA, Future Farmers of America. Yep. So actually, um, the National FFA organization changed its name from Future Farmers of America to the National FFA organization to encompass all aspects of agriculture, um, not just farming, because the FFA and agriculture industry have expanded from just farming to um, now science, engineering, and all sorts of other industries. So we now use the National FFA organization actually as our um, official title, which is pretty cool because it encompasses a lot of the industry. And that's a that's an apt uh, description of the scope of of agriculture today. It's yeah. it's hardly um, our grandparents' agriculture. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm talking to other FFA members about my interest in agriculture, primarily my interests are actually environmental sciences. Um, I've done a lot of work with the environmental aspect of the FFA through um, competitive events and um, workshops and stuff. So it's it's very interesting to be able to look at the wide um, the wide coverage that FFA provides for a bunch of different industries. Environmentalism, you don't really think to be an agricultural um, an agricultural field, but it most certainly is. Well, we often hear from farmers that they believe, and bravo to them, that they are the original environmentalists. They depend so heavily on all aspects of the environment. And sure, farmers impact the environment, but so do you and I. We all do. So, exactly. Uh, well said. Now, you mentioned the word, you said the word competitive. M- my sense is that Anna has a competitive streak in her, I'll bet. Um, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what the future holds. You're a senior. You'll be graduating soon. What's in in store for you? Um, So after I graduate, um, I'll be moving on to college. I'm currently enrolled in Penn State's Environmental Resource Management Program. Um, So that's the degree I'll be working towards as of now. Um, And I plan on continuing with environmental studies um, after um, college as well. Hopefully I'll be employed at some point in time with an (laughs) environmental group. That would be really nice. Well, you Um, better, if you don't send us your resume when you're ready, (laughs) I'm going to be very upset. I'll I'll be sure to send one in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm fully expecting a... um, conservation club, um, there probably already is one, but an advanced and even more organized conservation club at Penn State uh, with Anna Paulette leading the charge. Hopefully. <laughs> Can I count on that? I mean, I, I can't give any promises, but I'll def- it'll be definitely something to work towards, that's for sure. Very smart not to give any promises. <laughs> uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about the student leadership um, in Pennsylvania, and it'll be similar to what we do in all the states. So the Pennsylvania Student Leadership Council is approximately three to four years old. Um, and there's, I would say there's about six to seven active members in the council, but we have a very broad um, student interest. So a lot of students will come to the events um, and meetings like as they please so it's it's very open um 
And in the council, we do a lot of work with advocating for clean water because Pennsylvania is not necessarily right up against the Chesapeake Bay. Um, what we provide to the Chesapeake Bay is the clean water that's found in our local rivers and streams. Um, so we do a lot of advocacy work with clean water specifically because that's Pennsylvania's connection to the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Um, and we do that by, uh, well, in this case, we're um, writing the bill for the hellbender and um, doing work All with right, that. We got, it, we got to come to the hellbender. Tell, tell <laughs> us a bit about the bill. First, tell us what, tell everybody what a hellbender is. And tell us what the legislation is that you all are helping. So the eastern hellbender is North America's largest salamander. Um, they reach approximately 29 inches in length, so they're like pushing about three feet. Um, they're this this big, wrinkly, um, brown-looking <laughs> creature. They're really hard to explain as far as their looks, so you have to Google them. Um, but they... Um, they're unique to Pennsylvania in the fact that they're a clean water indicator. Um, yes. Because they're an because they're an amphibian, um, they rely heavily on clean, unpolluted water. Um, if there's any pollution found in their um, home range, then they'll have to evacuate the area or they'll die. Um, they breathe through the folds in the in their skins and the pores. Um, that run throughout their body. So having clean water so that they're able to absorb oxygen is super important. Um, and so we, um, our Student Leadership Council, has been doing a lot of work with the Hellbender. Um, we wrote a bill as a team to designate the Eastern Hellbender as Pennsylvania State Amphibian um, to raise awareness for clean water and all of the species that require it for survival. And so our bill has just recently been introduced um, to the Senate of Pennsylvania by Senator Gene Yall, who um, is from Lycoming County. Um, and he actually grew up working with Hellbender, so he was very excited to hear that that was the amphibian that we wanted to designate as Pennsylvania's state animal. Um, so we've been working towards designating the Eastern Hellbender as the amphibian. That's the main thing that's been on our plate. And we've done a lot of work with um, outside groups like the Buffalo Zoo and Buffalo State University. Um, we actually did some water sampling to um, locate hellbender DNA in Pennsylvania, which is very interesting. We tested five different streams as part of our campaign that had historical hellbender evidence that showed that they once lived there, and only one of the five streams actually tested positive for hellbender DNA back at the lab. So it was a huge wake-up call to our team that the hellbender is disappearing very quickly, and it's something that needs to be pushed as far as the conservational aspect goes. But we've also um, done work with the Buffalo Zoo. We got to see some live hellbenders, which was super awesome. Um, and we did work with uh, Mr. Peter Potokas, who is a, um, a a professor at Lycoming College, um, and we helped him plate some hellbender nesting boxes. So our campaign has not only involved the legislation, the legislation um, with the bill, but we've also done a lot of hands-on service work uh, to promote 
um, our own knowledge and understanding of the hellbender and its um, environmental needs, but also help preserving the species as well. So it's a pretty cool project that we're working on, I would say. So yeah, it's just what I was going to, I mean, how great is this? You, you've got an amphibian that's large, that's just wild looking, that has a crazy name, that is dependent on clean water, and is just the kind of thing to attract um, not, you know, students of all ages, from young to old, and trying to see that the Commonwealth uh, votes to make it the state amphibian. That's so much more than just the state amphibian. So you described it far better than I could. <laughs> what, what can people do if they're interested in helping to support this legislation and, as you say, the broader project? So um, our Student Leadership Council um, has advised if people are interested in supporting the Help Under Bill um, by writing letters to their local representatives to encourage them to vote for the bill and that um, they're in support of clean water um, would be highly recommended. Um, I mean, just promoting clean water in your community, attending events that support clean water or are looking to improve it um, or contributing to the Hellbender campaign. It's all about clean water. I mean, the Hellbender, making it the state amphibian is really cool, but the actions behind that are for promoting clean water in Pennsylvania. Like, that's why it's being done. So, I mean, just acting in your community as a leader and encouraging not only you and your family, but um, the people around you to support clean water and that fight in Pennsylvania is really contributing to the hellbenders um, recovery. So. so clean water in Pennsylvania, healthy hellbenders save the bay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it all ties together as we see. That's just one example of the complexity and interweaving of different, sometimes disparate interests and ideas and elements that makes conservation so fascinating. Um, and of course, people, listeners can from any state can go on our website, see pictures of the Hellbender, learn more about the Hellbender, and also, if they didn't catch it on the podcast, learn how they can contribute and help get this legislation passed. So, very, very well done. Now, um, let's let's come back a little bit to what you have done. You've you've worked uh, in, in there's a there's a concept or a, a group mentors in agriculture conservation that you're part of as well. Am I correct with that? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and what you and others have achieved. So the MAC program um, was a summer course that has been running for a couple years now um, in Pennsylvania, and it's focused towards promoting leaders in 4-H and FFA, which are both agriculture leadership groups, into um, conservation. Um, because sustainable agriculture and um, conservation is a really big part in agriculture, whether um, you'd believe that or not. Um, it's definitely important to see that our leaders in agriculture understand the values of conservation um, in their practices and that those values can be implemented in the future. So that's what the 
the Mentors in Agriculture Conservation Program is all about. It's about um, promoting the aspects of environmentalism and conservation in agriculture to produce a, um, a product of our toil that will able to be sustained for years to come for our future generations. And you've been very involved in planting trees. Yes, we've done a lot of tree planting events. We were actually at one, I don't know, probably about a month ago that we were planting trees um, to create a riparian buffer zone. So, All right, everybody might not know a riparian buffer zone. What does that mean and why is it important? So a riparian buffer zone, it's about a 30 to 40 foot strip of area um, that borders a stream side and it consists of native grasses, shrubs, and trees. And what that riparian buffer zone does is it not only provides habitat for wildlife species, um, but the roots um, from all of the plants hold the stream bank in place. So um, it helps prevent erosion and um, sedimentation in our streams, which keeps them healthy. Uh, The trees also help filter pollutants um, such as nutrients from fertilizers and pesticides. Um, The trees and plants absorb them and use them in their own um, livelihoods, and that basically helps protect the stream from that as well. And sedimentation and nutrient pollution are um, two of the top um, issues with not only the Chesapeake Bay, but Pennsylvania um, rivers and streams as well. Sedimentation is actually one of the um, one of the leading causes of hellbender population decline. So. so much relies on clean, healthy waters in Pennsylvania. Sedimentation changes the biology of the bottom where so much of the activity occurs. So you you have really explained it so well, Anna, and I'm I'm really grateful for not only your time this morning, but for all you're doing. Here's here's a prediction. My bet is that Anna Paulette, at some point, maybe four or five years from now, even, you might have an interest in running for office. And whether you do or not, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to to say, you're running for office. You have one minute to tell the audience your plank, why you're running for office, what's important to you. Give it a shot. One minute. Here's Anna Paulette. She is a candidate for fill in the blank. Go for it. Um, oh, that's a lot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I was going to ask you that. No. <laughs> I mean, Vote I guess... for me because... I guess, if anything, I'd probably base my campaign that um, the earth was meant for everybody, not just one single species. And it's really important to preserve the natural history that we do have um, so that everybody can live um, the way that they want to live and that... um, Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that was great. No, no, that, that, I put you on the spot. Look, this is just, you, Anna, you are inspiring. Uh, you will inspire everybody who hears this podcast. 18 years old, Cumberland Valley High School, going on to Penn State to college, working for clean water in Pennsylvania, and realizing that that's part of a much larger system. I, I can't thank you enough. I hope you'll stay engaged and involved with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and I very much hope you're willing to come back when you're in college 
in another year or so, next maybe even as early as next spring, and give us another podcast because <laughs> I I can't tell you how much fun I've had with you, and I know our listeners will be really grateful. Thank you. I'd look forward to it. Any last words? Uh, I don't think I have any. I mean, I pretty <laughs> you, much covered it all. <laughs> you really have. Remember, if you're listening to this and you're interested in hellbenders, especially if you're in Pennsylvania, let your legislators know that voting for legislation to make the hellbender the state amphibian is very important for many, many reasons. Anna Paulette, thank you. I've had a ball. Thank you. This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, with Anna Paulette, student leader in Pennsylvania. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.